Blog Talk Radio. Love Bell Dandy. Coming back to work after six months in a magically induced coma is not something any schmo can do. But then again, I'm no ordinary schmo. I mean, I am the Blog Talk Radio World Heavyweight Champion, after all. Dennis, I know you're excited to be doing a new show, but do you think maybe you're pushing yourself too much in a short time? I mean, you did just wake up a few short days ago. But Bell Dandy, I feel fantastic. We found the root of Sui Ginto's curse, and we proceeded to lay us the smackest down on her candy ass. I've looked in every mirror in Daniel's studios, and none of them broke. The curse is gone, and I'm ready to reclaim my throne atop the Blog Talk Radio Mountain. All I gotta do now is get in touch with Poison, and we're back in business doing what we do best. Oh, you're still working with her? 
Baldandy, look, I know you two didn't get off on the best start, but I need to know that you two can get along with each other. She's a part of the team now, and I don't want any fighting among the group. <sighs> look, if working with her bothers you that much, say the word, and I'll tear up her contract right now. You'd... you'd really do that? Because of me? Of course I would. Beldandy, you're not just my announcer. You're my friend, and I want all my friends to be happy. Mm, speaking of all friends happy, is that a baby dragon looking a bit down? Beldandy, what are you t- Hey, that's Spike. He's my buddy from Ponyville I told you about. Hey, Spike! Why's the face sagging, my little dragon? <sighs> it's, it's nothing, Dennis. I'm just a big idiot. Whoa, hold on there. That's no way for the hero of the Crystal Kingdom to talk about himself. What's the problem? It's rarity again, isn't it? That obvious, huh? <sighs> well, my problem is that Sweetest Day is tomorrow, and I don't have an amazing gift to give to rarity. But I thought you were saving your money to buy her that diamond-encrusted tiara she had her eye on. I mean, Spike, that thing was so nice, it would put Ted DiBiase's belt to shame. Well, I kind of spent it on, uh, on the Power Ponies Anthology box set. <sighs> oh, Spike. Well, I may have something you can give her that will knock any pony socks off. Uh, wait right here. So, you're an angel? <laughs> That's right. I must say, I've never seen a dragon up close before. You're awfully cute. <laughs> well, this may not be diamond-encrusted, but I think Rarity will love this. This was a special crystal given to me by Avatar Korra. It comes from the Southern Air Temple, and it's over 200 years old. It's considered a very rare piece for jewelry, and I doubt that Rarity will have any problems making something wonderful with it. You're giving it to me? To give to Rarity? Like I told Bell Dandy, I hate to see any of my friends unhappy. And it sort of clashes with the sign Mr. Psycho that McFoley gave me. I... All right! Woohoo! Dennis, you're the best human friend a pony or dragon could have. Aw, oh, thanks, Spike. I think. I'm gonna go get this ready to give to Rarity. Bye! Dennis, why did you give him such a valuable keepsake from the Avatar? Bell Dandy, let's just say I'm a man who knows the emotions of a baby dragon... Trying to win that special sun pony. Brings a tear to the eye when you think about it. <laughs> oh, it's showtime, Dennis. Well, shall we go remind people of how awesome we are? <laughs> yes, let's. From Daniel Studios in Cincinnati, Ohio, it's the Dennis Daniel Show. And now, here's your host. He is Cincinnati's next big radio personality, Mr. Dennis Daniel. The reports of my demise have been greatly exaggerated. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and children of all ages, it's me, it's me, it's that good old Double D, and you have found the hottest talk show on Blog Talk Radio, none other than the Dennis Daniels Show. Man, I tell you what, being in a coma for six months, yeah, it makes you kind of stiff in the muscles, if you know what I mean. So forgive me if I'm a little rusty, but I'm sure I'll loosen up with my guest tonight. Because we get back on that fancy road to celebrating five years of the Dennis Daniels Show with the one, the only, the very talented and lovely Kathy Westluck. I'll tell you why. I love Kathy Westluck. Because she is amazing. And you don't got to look any further. February 2012, when she was on the Dennis Daniels Show. And she blew the roof off the studio at Bearcat. I mean, we were getting voice wars. We were talking about going on dates. And I was giving Spike advice that I got from Fonzie. It was a great time. 
And if you're not careful, she will bite you in the butt. I learned that when I told her I did not watch any of Cyber 6, which I remedy, by the way. I remedy that. So anyway, I'm excited because, you know, it's you know, I, I can't even go through the normal stuff because this is such a, a great interview. I can't wait. I want to do this right now. So anyway, my guest tonight is a very talented voice actress who is best known as Spike the Dragon from My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, which you can catch every weekday on Discovery Family Channel. And she stars in the all-new Equestria Girls movie, Rainbow Rock, which hit shelves October 28th. She's also the very lovely shampoo from Rama One Half. And for those of you who are wondering, it's just a coincidence that I happen to have her near a very important day about love people. So that's just a coincidence. Don't think any, anything into it. But though I, I would like to maybe digress a little bit about what happened after our uh, last interview with my awesome date with Shampoo. Trust me, it's a story that you would want to hear. So ladies and gentlemen, give it up for the one, the only, the very talented Miss Kathy Westlock. Lucky down with Thank you, and welcome back to the Dennis Daniel Show. What an awesome introduction, Dennis! Thank you so much. Well, ho- hopefully, I hopefully I uh, I outdid my old Bearcast one from 2012. You know, I'm trying my best to make you the biggest deal currently in the My Little Pony universe. Because oh, thank you. <laughs> and you know, I, I got, actually, I thank you because your interview from 2012 kind of started a bit of a genesis into a project that would become known as Canterlot Radio. So that's right. Awesome. Awesome. Also rocking over on Philadelphia Radio right now. Uh, That's fantastic. At our other show. That's right. The secret is out. Dennis Daniel is Mike Check. Mike Check is Dennis Daniel. Up is down. (laughs) Left is right. Dogs are cats. And Christmas is in July. You know, you're doing pretty well for a guy that was in a coma. You know, well, 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 are you sure you weren't just hibernating? No, no, no. This was a this was a <laughs> coma brought on by a curse of a psychotic Japanese doll. But you know what? That's, 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 that's for another time. What do you mean, Dennis? You turned me down last time I asked you to go to a date. Whoa, 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 whoa! Hold on, there, <laughs> I, I need to I need to address the elephant in the room about this. Let me, Kathy. I'm going to tell you what happened during. Okay, our tell me. Do tell. Okay, okay. So here's what happened. Okay. So, you know, following the, the interview we did last time, we went – I took shampoo to a very nice restaurant. I mean, this was, you know, triple-digit bill. You know, you know, it was a very nice restaurant. I was in a very nice suit. She was like stunning – oh, God have mercy – a stunning Silk Chessicom. And it was going great. She was telling me how she defeated every other woman in her Chinese village to become the top Amazon. <laughs> I was telling her about – uh, facing all these incredible creeps, you know, dimensional aliens, million-dollar jerks, you know, the whole kit and caboodle. <laughs> so during our dinner, one of the waitresses comes by, and she offers me a refill, you know, and I go, hey, I'll take that tall drink of water right there. And, of course, <laughs> she, she, she has a, a giant drink of water on her, on, her, on her tray. Apparently, Shampoo mistakes that as I'm flirting with her. She gets in the waitress's face. You know, she starts yelling at her. You know, <laughs> the poor girl is, doesn't know what's going on there. She knocks the tray out of her hand, and and before I know it, she's got her on the ground, you know, laying on her stomach. She takes <laughs> her leg. She 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 twists one around her leg, and she puts her in a sharpshooter. Well, you know, this is shampoo you're talking about, right? Well, well, it, it kind of got <laughs> what was on the menu out. for crying out loud? <laughs> it, was, it was, but but that, 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 that's beyond the point. It, it got worse <laughs> after that. And I know the biggest. How could it get worse besides shampoo putting an innocent waitress in the sharpshooter? Well, it got worse because Brett the Hitman Hart was there giving her pointers. <laughs> okay, I need to explain that. Wah, joke. Wah, wah. No, I need, no, I need to explain this joke. I, I'm, I'm waiting two years to do this joke. Okay, shampoo is voiced by Kathy Westlock, who is Canadian. Brett the Hitman Hart is a very, Canadian, very famous Canadian pro wrestler, and his finishing move is the sharpshooter. So there we go. That joke is done. Out of here. Good night, Charlie. <laughs> Yes, yes. I, yes, I, I, I thought it was a good joke, darn it. I, I okay, don't Dennis, I, I let you go for that one. I let it go this time, okay? Yes, yes. 
<laughs> we're gonna, we'll have to try uh, try again tomorrow night, dear. You know, tomorrow night's Swiss Day, so maybe we can go to another. Maybe we should hit up that cat cafe you work at. I hear you got some uh, some food that'll knock you out of the restaurant. Well, before you uh, give her a back tip, of course. <laughs> Anything that's spicy, she'll go for. Anything oh, spicy. Yeah. Oh, oh, definitely. <laughs> but you know what? Okay. Well, I got my shampoo fix already. I'm awesome. We're, we're doing it. We're actually doing ahead of schedule. So uh, <laughs> anyway, let, let's get into this because that was just awesome. So anyway, uh, because I love how you tell the story, could you tell us how you got your start in voice acting? I sure can. Yeah. Um. Again, uh, I've I meant, I've talked about this a lot of times, and and every time I mention it too, I kind of think how how lucky and fateful it was that I, I ended up doing what I'm doing because it's something that I've grown to love more and more and it's uh, it really doesn't feel too much like going to work every day. So I feel fortunate in that, although I have to say it isn't as easy as people think. You do have to be serious about it and professional. But um, I, I didn't even know uh, what voiceover really meant when I came across uh, voice acting. I was um, working at the um, CBC, which is the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation um, in Canada here. I'm born and bred in Toronto, but um, I managed to get myself uh, a job out here in Vancouver, BC, where I am now. And um, the host of the show that uh, I was an associate producer for a radio music show, and the host of the show said over time, you know, you've got a good voice. Have you ever thought of doing voiceover? And I said, voice what? And he said, you know, commercials and animation and things like that. I said, well, that sounds like a lot of fun. So he said, you know, I work for another station also uh, right now, and he said, I'd be happy to help you put together a demo. So I thought, oh, this sounds like a lot of fun. So it really, truly, in my mind, was just a, a hobby idea. So uh, I tried my luck at it, got a demo going, and before you knew it, I started to get some work. And uh, the first things that I ended up doing were actually commercials. Um, and then from there, um, I auditioned for a role of a goose called um, uh, Bessie in a show called uh, Kissy Fur. And uh, for my very first role, it was really challenging because I had to break my voice and do all kinds of things. And I thought, oh, help me up there, I mean, to sustain this. So her voice was, oh, my name is this Bessie, and I'm a goose, and I don't believe it's important for everyone to come to my pond when there's plenty of public ponds around. And I thought, oh, help me keep that voice in, 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 in check. And lo and behold, it went fine, but the show didn't go too far. It was a promo, and I don't think it really went to series after all, but it was my first experience. And then from then on, I started to get work. So it kind of threw my... My initial plan, sky high out of the water. <laughs> and I became I a voice actor, and then it just kept to, going. Uh, yeah. I guess people just wanted to duck, duck that goose. Duck. What's that? I guess people wanted to duck, duck that goose. Whap, whap, whap. Yeah, two years. Jokes haven't gotten any better. They have not gotten <laughs> any better. Okay. Yeah. Well, on Talk Radio, this is the Dennis Daniels Show. I've got Kathy Westlake on the air, best known as Spike the Dragon from My Little Pony. And one of the stars of the brand new Equestria movie, Rainbow Rocks, which hits shelves October 28th. And I just want to say, uh, we have people trying to call in. Uh, please wait until uh, we, um, we're going to designate a small portion of the show to uh, call in questions. So I ask that you please wait to call in. Uh, but if you want to call in at about uh, you know four, a half an hour from now, give us a call at area code 347 that's how you can reach in, and we'll and we'll, we'll take some listener questions. And Kathy, you can talk to her. You can tell her what you think. You know stuff like that. But um, sounds anyway, great. Anyway, you know, yeah, I, I think it's great. We call it the shrimp line, so we gotta, <laughs> yeah, we gotta, we gotta keep that open for all those people who want to call in and talk to you who can't wait, you know, three hours in line at convention to talk to you. Yeah, but, uh, I've gone to so many of those conventions, and it's so great to meet everybody. I just, I've, I've really loved meeting everyone, and uh, it's been a lot, really exciting the way that the show has developed and so many people getting involved and the fans. It's, it's a wonderful experience, and I'm, I'm really grateful to be part of it. But it's you fans who support us all and make it happen. So thank you all out there. Let's, let's go. Well, that's a pretty great dive into our next question. Of course. One of your best-known roles currently is, of course, Spike the Dragon from My Little Pony, which you can catch weekdays on Discovery Family Channel. And actually, at 3.30, you can catch the television premiere of Equestria Girls Rainbow Rocks, which, of course, awesome. you have a, a part in. So tell us a little bit about you know, voicing Spike and um, the overall impact that he has had in the series so far. Um, Spike is such a pleasure to voice, and um, I'm, I just really, over time, love performing him more and more because he really has evolved and developed from where we began, just like all the other characters have. So Spike is um, an anomaly to some people, and um, 
and everyone has a different idea about uh, you know what his cutie mark should be if he ever had one and things like that. But to me, I think he's still the little innocent boy that um, because he's so pure and innocent, he cuts to the chase and he he really knows how to speak the truth and he often saves the day a lot of the time. So he's uh, all about bravery and nobility and um, is really true to that. So. Um, you know, season four was 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 so much fun because poor Spike was put on <laughs> into a lot of predicaments, especially the having to sing that anthem um, oh, and uh, said, blowing the torch. Was beautiful. And, <laughs> it was beautiful. Oh, I got it as, right now. I just want to play it. So, <laughs> it's so sad. It was uh, it was a joy. It was so much fun to be uh, performing him in a pickle or two or ten. Um, because it's so much fun for the actor to just let that go and have fun with it. But the poor guy, I mean, it was, it was just silly, silly fun. Um, so season four was exciting for me and fun because it was, it was quite unpredictable and there were so many situations that Spike got himself into. Um, but he, he's evolving all the time, and it's, as I said it before, it's been so exciting for us as actors to get a new script in because, um, you know, the, the, the writers are the ones who are de- sort of develop, developing us and taking us in the directions that they be- believe we're going. Um, and it's exciting for us to then see, oh, so I get to go here or I get to go there. And uh, so it's always a surprise when we get the next script. Um, and in Rainbow Rocks, uh, that was um, we went to L.A., a few of us, uh, to enjoy the premiere. And it's had awesome success. And um, Rebecca Schoikert and company have done an awesome job of performing as well. And, and we're just so thrilled that all the fans are, um, are, are so into it and so happy to, to see all the, the response. It's fantastic. too much of uh, or direct me too much at that beginning because the whole point was for the poor guy to get stuck right so they played a little bit of the music and uh, so I got a sense of what the tune might be and then just kind of gave me a few pointers or a few little loose words to go with and and gave me the general gist and we sort of took off but (laughs) it turned out to be fun took a bat you swung and you hit that thing out of the park like yeah It was fun. We had a great time on that on that episode. We even made a ringtone that people can download of it. Well, the funny. I love yeah, the little yeah. the little the little things that they put in. Um, you know, when 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 Spike gets so embarrassed and he he does what he does, and then you know he's he's in the midst of a, a major crowd, and and then all of a sudden you hear the baby crying <laughs> or something. Uh, yeah, this, it was a lot of fun to do. Uh, it, it was it was that was amazing. That's <laughs> one of my favorite you know Spike episodes. Just I mean, I, even though you know you know, uh, you know uh, the uh, the owl one is still my all time. I th- I think it is mine too. I think it is mine too. It brings out the real sweetness in, in Spike and his his little boyness and his, you know, just feeling jealous over another little character and running away from home. I mean, it was a really, really fun episode to do and, and fun for me to to interact with a an owl that doesn't even speak, really. <laughs> yeah, and of course, diabolical mustache. It makes me go like snidely whip. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course. That was also awesome, but... We, we gotta. We gotta also gotta say, you know, season four. And if I don't mention this character, the the fans are gonna, you know, hate me. We gotta talk a little bit about Coco Pamel. Yes, Coco. I don't know what it is, Kathy, but the the fandom has just clinged to Coco like like an orphan to a pony ride. It's just <laughs> something about her. Something, and this is why I missed going to Everfree. 
because I you did the cocoa in my in my in my friend's interview and I was like, um, oh, I would just make my heart explode. She's so sweet and it's adorable. It's like, oh, I want to I want to hug her so much. Well, a lot right. of things changed, Dennis, when I left and and didn't work for Siri anymore. As soon as I went on my own a little bit and got a few other jobs, it was really so exciting for me and. Well, I'm still in Manhattan, but I hope to travel a little further to meet everybody. That would be so awesome. Well, you could come to Baltimore, Coco. You could go to uh, Philadelphia. Uh, you could go to uh, to uh, San Francisco, I think. Maybe. That would be awesome because I have so many ideas for costumes that I could share. Well, you know, I could always use some, um, you know, diamond bedazzling on the back of my suit jacket, you know. Do a, <laughs> do some, a little a la Mr. Perfect. And hey, uh, Halloween's coming up, right? Uh, uh I, I got no money for Halloween. I, we're hosting a costume contest. That's where all our money's going. I have a trick, you know, I have a trick or treat over the telephone. Uh, I don't think uh, I've uh, ever, uh. I don't think I've ever spent more than about ten bucks on a Halloween costume, Dennis. <laughs> I'm not very good at uh, making them anyway. So uh, you know, you get the old pillowcase and dig out a couple of eyes. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh, and then you go. I got a rock. Yep, and you say boo. Speaking of yeah, rocks, I absolutely love Ingrid Nilsson's character, Maud. Oh, she oh, had yeah. me laughing Ingrid. so hard. I couldn't even stand it. I think she does an awesome job of Pinky's sister. Oh, oh yeah. yes, absolutely, positively. <laughs> uh, but just, just watching that poem, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, just, I'm, I'm watching this, and I'm just leaning over. I'm leaning out of the corner. I'm going, Because ah! <laughs> it's like, Feeling the brain cells slowly dying, just trying to comprehend her scream, or just trying to do poetry. Sweet, Jesus, <laughs> awesome. Yeah, oh, it's awesome. Her. The writers are fantastic. But, yeah. Oh yes, and uh, we were so happy she follows us on Twitter. And, we're and also just happy the, that you, follow us on you know, just the oh. just the contrast of her to her to Pinkie Pie is just crazy funny. Just crazy funny. The contrast of the two, two of them is just yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> but but I, that's what adds to the to the flair of Mod Pie. You know, Pinkie mm. Pie is you know five degrees of craziness. Mod Pie is meh. She's she, she, she kind of like, and people have compared her to a uh, an MTV cartoon character named Daria. You know, you know, oh. anti-emotional. You know, apathetic. You know, just just you know, flat talking, no emotion. You are yeah, a rock. Yeah. Um, Yes, and but but that, that's what I love about Mod. It was so cool to see her in Rainbow Rock. So, and you know, mm-hmm. let's talk about that right now. We got to talk about this right now. Of course, you start you start in both Equestria Girls movies, which, by the way, I was very happy with the first one. I was worried that Spike the dog. He just you just you just say wolf wolf and bark bark. I was actually very happy that you had lyrics or you had lines. That was yeah. I mean, after after seeing that, I was going yeah. No, it was uh, again. It's just really fun to to be to be in you know this separate world with the rest of them, and and uh, you know I'm a real music lover because my background is music, and I think um, Daniel Ingram and Will did a fantastic <laughs> job. Megan McCarthy with the lyrics as well, and did a fantastic job of the music again. And, and Equestria Girls, um, I have to say that that the music uh, soundtrack is still one of my favorites. I think he did an awesome job on the soundtrack of Equestria Girls. Um, so uh, the music to me still stands out, and they did a great job again. And both are available for download on iTunes, so head over there mm-hmm. and download. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I really wish you would have gotten a song. That, that would have been awesome. <laughs> that would be nice, yes, it would be nice. But, you know, but, um, Spike, Spike hums a lot when he's doing his thing, you know. He hums a lot. <laughs> oh, hey, that's okay. Spike's in his own different plateau other than the main six. So, he is, yeah. I mean, he's in his own zone. And and so let's talk about Rainbow Rocks. It comes out on Blu-ray and DVD October 28th, where refined DVDs are sold. And you can actually catch the television premiere in about 30 minutes on the Discovery Family Channel. Not used to saying that one yet. Mm-hmm. But uh, So tell us a little bit about it. And uh, what, what role does Spike play in this movie as compared to his role in the first Equestria Girls movie? Well, you know, Spike is always... Um... He's always there to support, and once again, he's always there to make sure that, you know, whoever he's working with, if it's Twilight or whatever, that he's right there with her and he's encouraging her, and you'll see that as a, as a link 
uh, through through both of those uh, uh, films and also, you know, just in the regular series. But the fact that, you know, he was able to go again with Twilight into this new world again as her number one assistant, he will always probably, you know, play that role and come up with little quips and quirks, um, you know, to, to keep things exciting and to be the comic relief. And I think, you know, Spike was, was doing that again in this show. And, and, you know, he's always got a lot of color and comes up with a little quip and, and, and so on. And, and I think, generally speaking, he's always going to he's always going to be doing that. So, I mean, I think he's as sweet as pie, not mod pie, but a different kind of pie. <laughs> um, wah, wah, wah. He's not a, he's not of the pinky family, uh, but I think he's so sweet. And I think, uh, again, the way he looks as a dog is just absolutely adorable. Uh, when we were at the premiere event, there were a lot of children there and they were clutching a lot of little uh, spike um, plushies. And, uh, uh, you know, so he's drawing, I think he's drawing a lot of people in again, to him, and I think um, you know his little cameos and such that he that he that he has in the, in the movies and also in the series and other other things just keep drawing people to him because of his innocence. He's the one that comes out and and says what you're thinking. He's the one that comes out and says, "Listen, don't worry, it's no big you know no big deal. Everything's going to be okay." And I so I think he played those roles well again in in this one as well. Um, I was excited to see um, the trio uh, of um, um, uh, Kazumi Kazumi Evans. And Marika Hendricks and Diana Karina, I think I have her last name correct, sorry, Diana, <laughs> uh, as the other girls. And um, it was just um, really fun to watch it evolve, again, the uh, the challenges that they all had to face. And, again, the, the line of uh, the link about friendship and friendship being the uh, the reason that everything pretty much works out in the end again. So, you know, you have different um, different uh, threads of, of things that happen in the subplots, but all in all, once again, it's sort of friendship saves the day and we can be brought back to the bottom line. So, you know, there's always mystery. There's always little unexpecteds in there as well. And um, one of my favorite things being a production person is that I so loved watching it on the big screen. It was really exciting. And I think the animators um, did a terrific job. The opening was explosive. Um, and uh, just a, a real treat for the eyes as well as um, Daniel's music. And, and so it, you know, all in all, I think it just uh, sort of stepped up one more notch to Equestria Girls in, in, in its production value and, and more. So can you only imagine what's to come, if there is one to come, down the road? <laughs> I think a moose walked in the door. A moose? What? what? I think a moose. Oh, don't you know about the moose, Daniel? What? what? Mr. Daniel? You don't no, know about don't the moose? What moose? Dennis, 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 Dennis. No, no. Well, honey, there no, are. No, 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 um, and I mean, all of it put together was exciting. I thought the pacing was was just right. The quips were there. Spike came in to do his thing and and uh, hold hold the bar in a sort of sidecar kind of way as he's used to doing. And and all in all, I think it was well written and um, again put forth the the morals and values that My Little Pony is all about. So you know, it was really satisfying, like a like a good meal. <laughs> That's how I felt. Sounds like it's going to be a fantastic movie. And by the way. If you haven't seen it and you can't see it today on, on the uh, Discovery Family Channel, you can pick it up on Blu-ray, a digital copy, on October 28th. But if you follow us on Twitter at Canterlot Radio, you're entered to win a copy. So how do you how do you like mm-hmm. that? Yeah, so I mean, if, if you're going to do it for anybody, do it for Spike, for Pete's sake. That's right. Do it for me, man. And I'll yeah. give you a big, fat bro over the front. bro yeah. bro Woo! All right, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's awesome sauce, man. So uh, anyway, of course, speaking of DVD releases, because you know we gotta talk about there. So else you're gonna do the do the hit it by Tommy, man. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> and I don't want I don't want that again. Please, don't, no more. I, I I I question my sanity after hearing that. That's okay. For the, for the first time ever, ever in the, in the history of this show, Cyber Six, the complete series, is is now available on DVD. That's 13 episodes that you can get on a one DVD. It's the, it's the first time that I know that the series has been released on a physical format worldwide. So uh, let's talk about 
Cyber Six because you know if if you don't, I'll, you'll go crazy on me again. And I don't know. <laughs> no, but, but um, I, yeah. I'm excited about it. I have to say, we we have myself, the fans, um, the actors involved. You know, all all were disappointed that it didn't go forward, and um and and now it's almost like. Uh, the, the icing on the cake to have it out on DVD to see it again um, the quality again every time I look at it is still exceptional and for that day for that time frame which was many years ago now um, it achieved so much uh, in not only the coloration and and the storyline um, but really the premise of it uh, which was uh, Cyber Six is part human part part cyber um, Cyber Six for those who don't know the show. Um, uh, is is a woman, so that was the role that I played, and also played a sidecar role um, as um, a character named Adrian. And so Cyber Six um, would disguise herself uh, by day as a male teacher. Now, you know, the, it was a, a twist back then, and the plot winds and twines into all kinds of different areas. It's set in a very European type of setting. And again, I think what's really wonderful about it is it really is a true drama because it's about, um, it's about a, a person who struggles with their humanness and their emotions. And her being literally part cyber and part human, she struggles with um, having to survive. Uh, she has to take this green sustenance potion to because she's part cyber, she needs that to survive. But she also struggles with her feelings for Lucas, who's a, um, a another male teacher, and and she falls in love with him. And at night, she is basically fighting, you know, fighting crime. So she struggles with her humanness versus her um, her cyberness, so to speak. And the morals and values in that show are are wonderful too. It's it's heart wrenching a lot of it. So we were so excited to see it come out on DVD, and uh, a kudos as well to uh, Brady Hartle for um for putting that together. There's a commentary that I do on on the um, uh, DVD as well. Uh, and I think those of you who haven't uh, seen the series before, I think you'll enjoy it. I think it's um, it'll be really refreshing. So I'm I'm so happy it finally came out and. Uh, now you can hold it in your hand. <laughs> yeah. So it's awesome. I mean, I, from what I've seen, this this series is you know very well done. It's a very unique concept. You know, you're 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 wrestling with you know a, a girl who is a superhero by night and a teacher by day, a male teacher, which you know, like you said, not very rarely seen in uh, in in modern day <laughs> animation. Mm-hmm. But she's struggling with you know fighting the creations of the evil Doctor Von Rector. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you know, she's struggling with her emotions for Lucas, and she's trying to probably figure out why in the world does that one little kid, Jose, look like a teenage punk Hitler? I don't know. <laughs> That's I never got that myself, but, you know, it's, hey, it's a, hey, it's a weird thing. And, and of course, I, now, now, there are many variations of how Cyber Six got the sustenance. Of course, uh, there was, in the, in the comic book version, there were uh, ways she would, you know, cut the monsters open, and then she would drink the sustenance that oozed out of her. And then in the animated series, that there were some that would just leave the vials of sustenance around, and she would drink those. And mm-hmm. So, so I, I assume that this isn't something you can swing by your local Seven Eleven and pick up. <laughs> you know what? These days, Dennis, I wouldn't be surprised. I see I'm things that are that with, color. So <laughs> with all the different energy drinks that are out there, you know, Monster, Red Bull. No. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. And they just brought back Surge. They brought back Surge. So come on. How hard would it be for Europe to do an energy drink called Sustenance and feature Cyber Six on there? I mean, she's pretty much European Batman. That's a great so, idea. Yeah. That's a great idea. It does a lot good. Maybe it'll look a bit like Mountain Dew and, from and, long and can, ago. And they can record you, <laughs> and they can do an animation, and they can record you plugging the Sustenance drink. I would buy it. <laughs> Well, it would be a dream come true if um if magically we had an opportunity to to continue Cyber Six because I um I, I know that my colleague and, and friend uh Mike Dobson, who's a sweetheart, he plays Lucas and uh, both of our voices are still exactly the same pretty much as they used to be back then. And of course though, um the other character in the series who um did a fantastic job and, and was a recurring regular was Andrew Francis, who uh now, who was a young a young youth at that time and now he's a you know he's shining armor so he's really evolved <laughs> um but um the three of us really enjoyed that series and it would it would be a dream come true if we could continue it somehow but we're happy to have the dvd box set and uh, the memories of um 
of the, the great times we had recording that back then. It's a good show. It's really it's another show of, of quality. And, and in those days, um, they really, I think, were advanced in, in their technology for the time. So it's, I'm it thrilled It seemed like a really good series, especially there's some controversy behind the series. Apparently, uh, the people who created Cyber 6 sued James Cameron because Dark Angel apparently was essentially you know, a, a clone of Cyber 6. And, of course, while the lawsuit was dropped, you know, it still remains a very hot-button issue to today. Mm, mm. So uh, another reason this show is just so much better than Dark Angel. Which well, I, d- I haven't seen that, that show, so uh, I, I can't really comment. But, uh, yeah, being part of this one was, was really a joy. And uh, I think a lot of women as well, a lot of young women, um, you know, saw the series back in that day and um, had something to sort of – look to in a way is in almost like a mentorship kind of thing because she was a strong figure and I think that that helped a lot of people a lot of women and 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 youth uh, aspire to some of those those morals and values and and so that's always wonderful to see that comes out of a show just like my little pony yeah Yeah, and besides who who won't want to hear you for 13 episodes going "Uh, uh, uh." (laughs) exactly (laughs) well you know after you know jumping off a bunch can you imagine how many heels I've gone through how many boots I've gone pair of boots I've gone through running over the rooftops you know, jumping from from east drop to east drop, and you know it, it's a little little rough on you at night. You have to have good oh, eye vision. OCS, quit all that stuff. Hey, you're the one with the superpowers. Uh, but you, yeah, that's it. true. But you know the cape help. The cape helps, right? Yeah. Besides, I don't think no, 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 no. Cyber six sounds good. right, right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you could have you could have ended up fighting guys like Caesar Romano. I mean, that would have been funny. For a, a little bit, then it would have a little cliche <laughs> right. and campy, but uh, yeah, nothing bad. Well, anyway, blogtalkradio.com. This is the Dennis Daniels Show. We've got Kathy Westwick on the air, best known as Spike the Dragon from My Little Pony, and, of course, Cyber 6 from the self-titled series, which is available now on DVD. You can get it on Amazon, and, hey, don't watch it on YouTube, or watch it on Hulu. Watch it on Hulu or buy the DVD. Prefer to buy the DVD because Kathy does audio commentary, which is super-duper awesome. <laughs> uh, just feel like today's episode is just you know we're just shucking out product placement you know shucking it out shucking <laughs> it out you know there it is hey shucking it out and you know what uh-huh. let's, let's do one more just because I think this one could be the real deal breaker Kathy and of okay. course if we if I didn't talk about it you know because and I'd probably get whooped upside but with a bomb beery uh, for the first time ever I, I I'm pretty sure this is the first time ever Ron the one half is now available on Blu-ray, and Ooh. I will tell you this, Kathy, it looks beautiful. Fantastic. Have, yes, yes, that's right. The, the, the fir- I believe the first three sets are available on Blu-ray, and, you know, you can relive, you know, first off, these things are done in, you know, stunning HD. The, the animation has been cleaned up. It looks much more beautiful than they could ever have done with the technology back in the nineties. Uh, you, this is, it's a limited edition set. And of course, you know, you you get, you know, you get about, you know, 40, 50 episodes right now, but they're going to keep adding episodes to it. And you get to relive the greatness. That is possibly the cutest <laughs> girl to ever not only roll, hold a cooking tray, but a giant <laughs> stone on a stick. shampoo. So, but I still look for Ranma. I don't know where Ranma, Ranma is now. I don't know if Ranma got married or is he divorced. Ranma, uh, for sure, why would you still want Ranma? I mean, okay, and, and we're going to sell this. You know, you've got Ukio chasing him. You've got Kadachi <laughs> chasing him. And for a lesser extent, you got Cedric chasing him. I didn't forget Cedric. <laughs> you leave Shampoo alone. <laughs> but, uh, no, That's no, yeah, exciting but, uh, news, though, Dennis. Yes, I mean this is, and this is not just some, you know, just some little boxing. You get illustrations, you get limited edition art card art that comes with this of the characters. You get, you know, I mean, you get That's a awesome. full color art card. You get 1080p high definition. I mean, if you put this on HD TV or flat screen, it's. I don't even know. <laughs> you I can't, can't speak. I can't. There are no gonna, words. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you see everything in stunning. Again, I, you know, I, I bet you never thought you'd see a show like Ranma, you know, be restored in a, 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 a format that makes it look beautiful. That's awesome news. That's great. Yay! Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You get to see more Kathy. 
and, and, <laughs> and Kelly Sheridan and Scott McNeil yep. and David Kay and Virginia yep. Cox and Brad Swale and Brad Swale and Venus. Uh, what's her name? Terzo. and and all those other people. So, so you know, check it out. It makes a great stocking stuffer for Christmas. And hey, do it because if you don't, those girls are gonna kick my butt. They're gonna. <laughs> They're going to work me. But um, anyway, you know, uh, no, there was one more thing, and we're going to open the phone lines right after this. I want to talk about this. Um, now, of course, you know, besides being a very talented voice actress, you're also doing uh, voiceover workshops, and you actually have one coming up next weekend. Could you tell us a little bit about it? I do. Um, uh, I've been doing workshops. I've been doing <laughs> workshops for such a long time that uh, – well, I'm still able to remember my name when I'm there, but, uh, you know, it's been <clears throat> many years, and it's the workshop that I've done then, but it's been revised and revised and revised and, <laughs> and revised. Um, yeah, I've been hold, I hold a, a couple of workshops that I do. I try to get it monthly. Um, my schedule's been pretty pretty hectic and busy, but um, I will be doing a new splashy um, real website finally. I haven't had a chance to have a posting right now uh, for my workshops, but I'll be getting up and running in the new year, a brand new spanking uh, website with all of the information on those workshops and private coaching and such there. But I have done these workshops for many, 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 many years. Uh, a long, long time. And um, the, one, the, the two of them that we have, the flagship one that I host is a full-day workshop. It's uh, our animation and radio commercial voiceover workshop, which is, uh, includes studio time. Uh, we were uh, the first workshop way back when to offer um, a uh, recording uh, session format. So you're, you're doing a simulated um, session of an actual prelay recording session, which is what we do for My Little Pony and... Uh, Cyber Six and all the other primetime prelay things. So there's two different recording formats, just so people know. One is called prelay, one is called uh, ADR. And um, prelay basically means that you're working with a group of actors, a director, an engineer in a studio live, um, voicing your 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 scripts. Whereas in ADR, which is like Dragon Ball Z or Death Note or any of those other shows, um, you're actually looking at a TV monitor and you're lip syncing uh, line line by line to picture so you go in individually as an actor just to do your lines you're not going in with the group so those are the two formats that we do but anyway our workshop the animation commercial one um, has always from the very get-go offered a rehearsal run-through recording session uh, simulation experience so that people who are coming in and taking our workshop will be will have a, a taste of what it's what's required to be a professional voice actor in a recording session casting directors like to see that actors have that training now uh, because uh, the de- times have changed, Dennis, and in the early days we used to only go uh, into uh, you know the studios in the center of town to do our auditions. We still do do that for the big shows, but we also now, uh, it's handy to have a, a home studio set up. And I don't mean like an extremely expensive home studio set up. A lot of people are using their iPhones, as long as the uh, room that you're recording in is, in quotes, dead. So you must, 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 if you're recording an audition from your iPhone or from a home computer, you have to really make sure that the room has, um, you know, uh, foamed walls or, or partitions with blankets over them, anything to deaden the sound. That, that's what makes or breaks your, your audition. Um, so anyway, the workshops are, are hosted on Saturdays, the animation commercial one, that is. It's a full day. And the uh, other workshop we do is a two-evening uh, Mastering the Art of Narration workshop. And... Um, that's three hours in the evening on a Tuesday and three hours in the evening on the following Thursday. That's the narration workshop. And I also do uh, private coaching when I can. Um, it's always better in person if you're local, but I am offering the odd uh, Skype uh, coaching session too. And, you know, I'm able to do that when the, work, when the, uh, when the schedule allows. And um, I've been teaching for a long time. I got, do I have to do this again, Dennis, to prove it? I don't no, know. Stop. But, <laughs> but um, all to say that I always wanted to be a resource um, for actors for a very long period of time. Um, I've seen the uh, acting techniques change. I've seen the requirements from casting people change. So um, I have a good sense of what's different now than what it used to be and the styles of performance. And I think just a little tip for everybody out there, the four elements of good voice acting that I always repeat are energy, clarity, Making it visual, which, which means you're responsible for the oops and the owls and the falling down the hill. 
reactions, and most importantly is taking direction. You have to be able to take direction. So those are a few little tips. But if you're interested in voice acting, um, best thing to do is check in your local area. I always suggest possibly calling up agents that represent on-camera actors uh, because they know the best people in their locale uh, who are doing uh, acting training, whether it's voiceover or on-camera. But important to um, practice your wares, be honest about what you can and can't do, and don't think more is better. A lot of people are just using their own natural voice for human being drawn characters in animation uh, and make a very good living doing that. So you don't have to do crazy, crazy cartoony stuff like this. <laughs> you know, the crazy Coco stuff. <laughs> yeah. One of my favorite, I haven't, um, I haven't actually recorded this character yet, but, you know, there's a lot of people who talk like this in the Bronx and stuff like that. And I was down in uh, New York uh, visiting. I was doing a convention there. And I met up with one of my friends, and we just started going cocoa. We started talking like this because I love the accent. And we started having an, a play argument in, uh, on the streets of, of New York. And it was very funny. I mean, it wasn't you know, anything scary or you know, needing to, to be dealt with, but it was very funny. And so as a voice actor, you just come up with things. You just, they suddenly come up if you're a character actor. And if that happens for any of you out there, then remember what it is you're doing and go home and record, do some ad-lib recording and get that down. And if you do that, those are the ones that come out of you naturally. And as long as you've got those four elements, clarity, energy, making it visual, and then later being able to take direction, then you've got a good little library growing for yourself. So those are a few tips to, to put in your pocket. Are you there, Daniel? Yeah, I call you Daniel all the time. Your name is Dennis. It says, best always Daniel. It's like, well, it's da- Daniel's comment Dennis, right? Dennis. <laughs> like, the, like the character you voice. Yeah. I could be Westlock Kathy, I suppose, too, right? But then you could have one name like Shampoo or Near. And you'd be okay with that, right? Hey, I'd be okay Spike with doesn't have a last. Spike doesn't have a last name, uh, right? I, I thought it was Spike T Dragon. <laughs> could be, yes, could be. No, is there any pony in Ponyville that has a last name? It's like, I mean, there is one, and that's Trixie Luna Moon. That's the only one I know that has a last name. That's an interesting bit of trivia, right there. That's yeah. just it. Yeah, I, I did. Yeah, so so if Kathleen asks, Trixie has a last name. So, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna remember that too. Well, yeah, well, yeah, well, it, well. Anyway, uh, yeah, I was just saying, you know, you know, energy, visual direction. Well, I got three out of four. That ain't bad. Well, those are the main important ones. I mean, when okay, I say good. clarity and energy, you know, energy doesn't mean really loud and and screaming and whatever. It just means that you're projecting enough for microphone level, and um, to make sure that you're always clear. I did a character called Pip Penguin in a show called um, Little Island, I believe it was. Oh, they're blending. Um, but hey, my name is Pip Penguin, and I live in Toledo. I think uh, I don't know. I'm Pip Penguin, and this is private property. So if you do a character like that, and you... He always sort of talks like this, you see. Uh, sure. Uh, no. Get off my tail. <laughs> you know, you have to make sure that you're always clear, even if you lisp, even if you have a strange affectation to your voice. You have to make sure it's clear when it comes oh, over the mic. Oh, Kathy. <laughs> you're really out of hibernation now. You're really out of that coma, right? Yeah, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> this is beautiful. Oh, man, why does it have to end in seven minutes? Oh, oh I'll be back, Dennis. Yes, Daniel. oh, please, oh, please, yes. Once season five starts, please, oh, please. <laughs> I, and I'm, I'm going to take a long shot. You can't talk anything about season five. Curse you, Hasbro! Well, I can say that it's happening. And uh, I can also say that um, I'm allowed to say that Coco Pamel will have a little, a little featured show, which will be fun. And that there's just so much more. It'll be probably 30% cooler. This just in, bronies excite and explode over prospects that Pony Waifu Cousin Pamel is returning for season five. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, uh, yes. Uh, Apparently, she has knocked out other ponies as bronies pony waifus. I have no idea what a waifu is. No. But but just don't, don't, Kelly, don't. Don't think too much into it. It's just, you know, the brownies, you know, just a little, you know. I trust you. I trust you. They're a little cuckoo. But, uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, that's, so, yeah. So, guys, Coco, come back. You're welcome. Yeah. But, uh, 
but that's it, it, cool. So anyway, we got about five minutes left. So let's take a couple of listener questions. We are opening the shrimp line. Give us a call at area code 347-884-9149, and we'll put you on with Kathy so you can ask her your question. But we got a, <laughs> we got a question right now from one of our listeners, uh, from Brandon. Uh, he asks, well, first off, it's his birthday. So go, Brandon. Happy birthday, Brandon. Going to party like it's your birthday. Talking to Kathy like it's your birthday. And you know, you don't give a fuck because <laughs> it's your birthday. So I'm kidding about um, so her question, or his question is, if a fan asks, is it a no-no for a voice actress to attempt to do another voice actress's character in their voice? I.e., if someone asks you to personally try to do, say, Fluttershy or Rainbow Dash. Well, uh, <laughs> I think it would be a little bit, it wouldn't be so so couth to, to do that um, in, in, in a way that's, you know, wanting to seriously sort of show that you can do that or, or in, in any, any negative way. I think we play around a lot. Um, I mean, I love, 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 love Andrea's Fluttershy. And I play with little voices here and there too. And every time I, I just love to, to play her voice, but it has nothing. It's, it's all in, in jest and all in love. Or I'll do Fluttershy because I think Fluttershy is so sweet and so soft, but there is just nothing that compares to Andrea's. And it's just the quality of Andrea's voice that is just, I don't know, I find it so innocent and just so so sweet. And Fluttershy's always been my favorite character, actually. But as far as doing that, if you do that in an, in an audition or you're doing that sort of in a, and I don't know a lot of actors that do do that, but I guess um, if, if you had that intention, it surely would be. But otherwise, we like to play around a lot. Uh, I know the guys like to do that in, in jest. And, uh, you know, they're all very, very talented actors. So, no, it, it is definitely a no-no. When a when a person has a role, um, that's their role, and you and you honor that. And everyone who does get assigned their their character is assigned for for very very good reasons by the clients. And I always say that sometimes it feels like a crapshoot for the actor to um, whether you get the role or not. But I always say, you know what? Think of it as what shade of green did they like the best? Because there's so yeah. many talented actors out there. Yeah, well, I wouldn't tell Spike that Fluttershy is your favorite. You know, he may never talk to you. Again. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. I don't care. Fluttershy is like, um, so awesome. I like everybody. And uh, maybe one of these days if I get out of Ponyville again, I'll meet some more people and more characters. I'm kind of meeting some humans now. That's kind of weird. What's wrong with humans, Spike? I'm a human. Well, I don't mean it in a bad way. I just mean it like I'm not used to them. Well, yeah, because when you went through that portal to Carolina High, you know, you were a dog. <laughs> So yeah, so that's understandable. I mean, I'll tell you what, Spike. You know, you know what? I'll tell you what. You 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 come back to Cincinnati. You and me, we are going to hit the Queen City. We are going to take it by storm. I will buy you the finest diamond that I can find, and you can just chat on, my friend, because hey, that's what I do. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, yourself. Brandon. Happy birthday. So get Spike diamond to eat. Second. Take out loan to get diamond for Spike to eat. Okay. <laughs> okay. Our next question from, comes from Kiefer Vu. How much did how did you how did you feel about the role of Nier in Death Note, and how does she and how do you relate to him? Um, I think uh, Nier's role in Death Note was was awesome. I thought I how do I relate to him? Well, I I do and don't. <laughs> what I can say is that. Um, Nears, the, having been the actor who, who actually voiced this character, was an interesting challenge because he's a combination of a genius um, uh, sort of uh, juxtaposed with uh, a youth, an innocent youth. Um, so I was trying to give the, the, the blend of his in, innocence mixed in with his uh, sense of genius and drama. And so, um, you know, when he's, when he's basically, I mean, at the end of the show, he's the one who basically you know, takes out our, our evil character. And so to do that from a position of him working with the CIA or whatever their equivalent was is, um, you know, is a really dramatic, linear kind of process that you have to go through from the beginning of when he appears into the show and develop all the way through. He has the quirks and quirks of the of the young youth who's playing with these toys and these domino effects. And you can relate that actually to, to other people who are, um, who, who have a, what am I trying to say? Who are focused on whatever they do very, very well. It kind of is all consuming. And so near was kind of an example of that 
in its extreme and yet um was very very much an internal kind of being so i think we can all we can all relate to being fixed on something we're focused on but also you know needing a little bit of a in his case probably some kind of relief from his intensity very very intense character to play and uh but from that perspective, really enjoyable because it was a real departure from some of the lighter characters. So I thought I thought it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. I bet you don't get hip, hip a lot for near like uh, you know like Brad Swill gets up for that for uh, doing um for doing a uh, light you know and uh, the whole potato chip thing. Yeah, I tell you yeah. what, those fans beat that concept like a dead horse. Oh wait, I'm sorry, we're, we're talking. About <laughs> you probably shouldn't be saying dead horses. But, uh, <laughs> right. Well, anyway, our final question comes from at Bethany Milner on Twitter. What is your favorite thing about being a voice actor for My Little Pony? My favorite thing? Oh, there's more than one. There's more than one. I could go on about it, so I won't. But um, many things, one of the major things that I, I love is, is a favorite thing for me is the way, is firstly being a part of this kind of show. Being a part of a show that has wonderful morals and values, that is so wonderfully written, where everybody on the show cares so much about their their angle on the show and what they do for the show. And then to have that feel-good feeling come from a show like that and, and spread out to everybody, to millions of people, and to be a part of that and actually meet people through the show and see how it has changed their lives from the very core, it's, a, it's an all-encompassing experience. And so it's just a joy for me uh, to be a part of that entirety um it's always great to you know from an actress perspective it's always fun and exciting and great to get a role because you're auditioning 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 and you don't know which ones will fit and so just from that simple perspective it was nice to get a series but but this is far beyond that this is an experience and a vehicle to i think spreading so much more to everybody out there so many people have been healed so many people feel good by watching it and they're wanting to share that experience by spreading it around and so I'm, I'm, just, I'm just thrilled to be a part of it and to be um, able to meet all of you, too. So it, it is an experience. The show is an experience. And um, if you wanted little pieces, well, playing Spike is, is a favorite thing comparatively to other characters. I just love being in his shoes and playing that naive, little mischievous guy. It's a lot of fun. Well, Kathy, i got to say, you know, you have done such a great a, a great role. I mean, you, you, not only are you very talented, but in person you are one of the kindest people that I've ever met, and I hope to one day be able to call you a friend. Oh, thank you, Dennis. Well, yeah. I feel that way with everyone out there, and, and, I, and I, I do mean it because, you know, people say, well, you're fortunate to do this and you're fortunate to do that, but, you know, when it all comes down to it, we're just really, we're very much the same. We have different opportunities, different talents, different fears, you know, different insecurities, but when it boils down to it, we, we are pretty much all the same. And so we need to have compassion and we need to learn from differences and see that as our strengths. Like the lessons that are taught on My Little Pony, weekdays on Discovery <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> oh, I had to ruin that touching moment with a cheap plug. Oh, that's <laughs> Well, guys, check out Kathy right now on Rainbow Rocks. It's starting right now on Discovery Family Channel. If you missed any of today's awesome interview, head over to Philadelphia Radio and catch it at 4 o'clock on Blog Talk Radio, or on, on Camelot Radio. Uh, Kathy, again, thank you so much for taking out the time to do this interview with me. It's always a treat to have you on because I never know what I'm going to step into when I talk <laughs> Girl of a Thousand Voices. Thanks, Dennis. Thanks so much. And thanks, everyone, for listening and, and being such an important part of our show. Guys, be sure to pick up Equestria Girls Rainbow Rocks when it hits shelves October 28th on DVD. Again, follow us on Twitter for a chance to win a copy. Uh, you can also check out Cyber 6 and Rama One Half on Blu-ray, both available on Amazon. Uh, Rama is available by Viz Media. It's definitely worth the, the money that you invested into it. And, Kathy, I cannot I, I gotta have you back on in two thousand fifteen. Just I don't know how, I don't know what's gonna happen, but it's just gotta happen. Hey yeah, Dennis. Hey yeah. Okay, Shampoo, shall we try <laughs> shall we do a second date another try? Oh, I don't know, Dennis. I have to talk to Rama. 
Oh, oh, come on, girl. We're going to go get some real food. Let's go check out that cow cafe. Well, you guys, I got to I gotta hit the road here with Shampoo. We will catch you guys here on another wonderful installment of the Dennis Daniels Show, celebrating five years of redefining what it means to be internet radio. So until we see you down the road, this is Dennis Daniels and Shampoo telling you, Ni hao. Ni hao.